Um, so, uh, Ian <laughs> fancies Jaden's mom. So does Mark. Welcome to Two Americans in a Soggy Tea Bag. We're coming at you with the hottest magical madness of music that you have ever heard because we are all musicians around this circle. Me, Louie, and Mark. And we're finally bringing you a music-exclusive episode. Uh, I've wanted to do this topic for a little while now. We're finally getting it done. Because 2016, to me, was a magical year for new music that came out. And I know it was with you guys, too. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. It was a great year. Um, aside from everything else that went on in the world in 2016, I thought... Music was like the positive. It was almost like a reaction thing. <laughs> Remember that episode where I said Trump free for, since 2016? I didn't. And we are Trump free. I managed free. to not. I managed I, to not. I though. know, but it always comes up in like subcontext. It's because it's ref. It's like relevant to everything. Like it's so relevant to pretty much half of the albums which we're going to talk about. It's it's going to be sl- at least somewhat relevant. Do you know to. what I find hilarious, Mark? What do you find? That Louis cares so much more about American politics than either me or you. I I we actually find that pretty interesting. Pay attention a lot. Yeah. But Louis cares about it so much more than either of we do. I I don't know what the uh, you know I don't know what the ideal I is behind it, but it's it's interesting because you know we actually like live here like indefinitely. I, I, I can yeah. tell you why. Why? It's because it's so. I don't think you guys, as Americans, realize how relevant it is to everyone else. Is that like us with the uh, like, like you know the, the royal marriage? How no, Americans no, were so not, much I, more I into it why. than British people? Because you know um, how Americans, uh, American, not Americans. It was Wall Street. It was not American people. Um, how Wall Street basically started the fucking economic downfall of the world mm-hmm. in two thousand eight. That happened to the whole world because of this country. So you're telling me that so America you guys is so that- influential that we just fucking kick ass. Everywhere else is no, inferior, no. really. So yeah. in- so influential that when you guys fall, everyone else gets fucked. Yeah. So back on the topic of music, something that was kind of <laughs> funny about uh, the Donald Trump election. Uh-huh. It was uh, so we all know Chance the Rapper. He'll be brought up later. Mm. The cool the he always works with uh native people from Chicago Chicagoans I don't I don't Chicagans I don't know what you call them um but one of the people he worked with really well known person made Sunday candy with him on his own album was Donnie Trumpet and the second that Trump got elected mm. Donnie Trumpet immediately changed his name yeah. back to his like given name at birth which is Nico. And uh, I didn't even realize that Donnie Trumpet was a playoff Donald Trump until he changed his name. <laughs> and the tweet was, it's getting too real right now. Time for a name change. I was like, Donnie Trumpet. Do- oh, I get it. I get so it. Good. And he immediately changed his name. But I, like I just found that absolutely hilarious. So, Mark, how are you doing this week? You know, man, I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, I got uh, pretty chill classes. It's been really fun fucking nice outside lately yeah and worryingly right nice. here on boston in the farm as we always like to say louis right is uh it, we had a snow day like oh that was so much fun uh, let, let's say the snow day was on uh, i think it was a thursday it was a tuesday a tuesday and then literally a week later on that tuesday it was 65 degrees yeah we were all outside yep. 
Everybody says that it, if you're in Boston and you hate the weather, just wait 20 minutes. Oh, by the way, yeah, for, any, for any English person listening, 65 degrees is about 13. It, it's, been, it's been great being this... This warm out, we've been able to go outside a lot, and it's Get it's some just vitamin it's, D. It's, it's yeah. made the like the city a much happier place. Oh, to be for honest. sure. Yeah. How have you been, Louis? I really care, and I haven't seen you obviously since we last podcast. It's not like we lived down the hall from each other. Exactly. Um, let's start with the weather. The snow day was fun. It must have snowed about a foot. So I walked all the way down. How, to- how much is that in meters? Do you guys do feet? What are you talking about? Wait, do you do feet too? We kind of do feet. They kind of do feet. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you do feet? You're telling me that the standard and the metric system, are no. you use both? No, it's not the standard, but people talk about feet and they get it. Like when, when we ask someone's height, <laughs> this is in England, point. when we ask for someone's height, they'll say like 5'11". They won't say 100, 179. Huh. Um, because it's exact. just easier. I don't know why. Even though it's... Even though they actual division of the measurements doesn't make much sense. Um, anyway, the snow day was fun. I think it's, it did it snow about 12 inches. I think it did. It was a good amount. It was 10, it was, 10 to 12. It, it was, was it was heavy. Anyway, so we walked down, me and a couple of friends walked down to the commons and it was just really, really cold. It was a bad decision. Um, it was a good decision. Walking down to the commons in the snow was not a good decision. I, I dude, that sounds beautiful to me. That's it does. That's the thing. It sounded it. Right now. Anyway, then this week it was boiling hot. So uh, we went outside. We went to the docks for the first time since 2015. It was so much fun. And it felt really nostalgic because we were in the sun again. It felt like it was summer, even yeah. though there were no leaves on the trees, which felt odd. Um, odd. Yep. Apart from that, my life is going good uh classes are fine all that stuff just good shit. natural evolution i'm playing soccer at emerson i call it soccer now how sad it's oh, wow. <laughs> there's been a lot of trans like uh, it, it's been it's been mixing with everybody a lot like oh. either your culture with us like mark now calls a movie a film, a film. yeah and it yeah. pisses me Absolutely. off and Jaden, uh louis girlfriend will literally walk in the room with a full-on british accent and she won't even know she she's doing that, yeah. it. It's weird. That's funny. And then, uh, so Louis is apparently now calling football I don't, soccer. No, no, no. Yes, he no. is. Yes, he is. He just did mm-hmm. it. He will forever. Mm-mm. I mean, anyway, Ian, I, how are you feeling this week? I mean, my adjective for this week is going to be lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm. No, it's different. Oh, what do you mean? All right. So, uh, all right. Let, let's let's back up since our last podcast. Uh, we started school. We've been busy with that, and then I actually got to go home with Mark for a weekend. I got to hang out with his parents and family, and that was so you, much fun. You have the best family. They're they are amazing, and that was an amazing time. And then we got back here, and something incredibly weird happened to me, and I it's it's been hitting me hard, and it's just very very strange. What do you mean? Mark shaved his beard. Oh, that's right. So, so Mark Huge had deal. this beard that was probably yeah five inches long. Yeah, it was. 
pretty long beard. And now Mark cut it down to like under a half inch, probably. Like it was, it, uh, it's borderline five, stubble right now. Five eighths of an inch. Yeah. Do you measure it? Like how do it's you measure? It's got the uh, the guard the, the guard on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So so Mark's face is looking a buttery healthy right now. <laughs> I, it is fantastic. I haven't met a person who who doesn't think it looks good. Like everyone likes well, I, it. I mean, it's that's great. People are into I, it. I I actually feel really naked. Yeah, no, I, I feel it's, it's Is weird. everything cold? It is. I yeah. can feel the wind on my face. Actually, that's so weird. You know, normally I'm used I to feel feeling my I'm feeling my chin like move a little bit. Uh-huh. But when I feel the wind, it's like it's yeah. it's right on my face, and it's. <laughs> It's really interesting. I feel less proggy. Because yeah. me and Mark are both That's beard guys, say, yeah. but like I've tried a longer beard, and the longest I've ever got is like two inches, and I have to cut it off. And then I, this Mark you know with a five-inch beard. Ian, when Ian has the slightly longer beard, he looks really, really, really country. And I kind of like it. <laughs> I don't so know weird. <laughs> so the big thing we are doing this week is we're back on to music topics. Being three musicians by trade, it's what we love. It's what our lives are about. We're back on the topic of music with the giant topic of our favorite albums of 2016. Yes. We need a little while to materialize our list. I got a top 23. I'll post that on our uh, Instagram or something, and we'll be able to check that all out. Do it. But uh, everybody else has a list, too, and we're just going to pop right down it. Now, the thing about these albums is we uh, did a number system, added our, all of our albums up, so we have a top 12 for all of us, and we're going to run down that list. We'll probably get to like number 8, and then we'll just mention the notables that we didn't say in there, but we'd still like to say. So number 12 for our top albums of 2016. Drum roll, please. Mr. Jack Garrett. So Jack Garrett is a, a musician from the UK. He won the Brit Award. Uh, I don't yep, know. Was the Brit Award, yeah. Yeah, for like James Bay gave it to him because he won last year. And uh, so Jack Garrett released Phase. And I talked about this in a past episode. It was my album of the week for one time. And uh, so the big hit off this album that I think most people know is a song called Worry. And the thing about Jack Garrett is not his uh, tracks he makes, but he does this live show, which is just him. And it's you think it's solo, all right, a guy on guitar, but he has a drum pad, keyboard, live drums, his Stratocaster, and his voice. And he uses a looper plus a preloaded synth, yeah. and he does an entire like band track all himself. So the album is called Phase, and uh, Jack Garrett's album on my list was number 10. On Mark's list, it was number 5, Dan McLewy's list. So uh, Worry was the big hit. Um, my favorite track of uh, all the album is a song called Love You're Given, and it's just a fantastic track but with a preloaded well, woman singing a synth part. Right, it might right, actually right. be Jack Garrett singing it because it, he, does, he sings that high part live and it's yeah. nuts. But I know uh, my first favorite that came out after like just listening a couple tracks through, and also Mark's favorite, is yeah. a track called Surprise Yourself. That was absolutely my favorite track by far. It uh, the music video for that actually oh, like yeah, I love that video so much. It's fucking it's insane. So cool. To be totally honest, it was, it's one of the Jack best. Jack Garrett doesn't even show up in the music video. Yeah, yeah. 
and it, it's, it's just a bunch of people like literally surprising themselves. They face their deepest fears, and it's really cool. It's honestly one of the best songs I would check out. Uh, Surprise Yourself by Jack Garrett. That's a great fucking song. For sure. Uh, coming down next in the list, number eleven is a tra- is an album that only made Louis's list, but it was high up on there, so it still made the yeah. still made our master list. Yeah. And the thing about this album is it's Nora Jones. Yeah, this uh this made my list because um it's rare that you find Nora Jones, which I'm sure like pretty much everyone who would listen to this podcast yeah. will have heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, even if you don't know any of her songs, Everyone you'll, knows you'll know Jones. that name. Like, I actually don't. You don't know we'll the name? We'll fix that. We'll fix that. Okay. okay anyway, she, so... She sang in Ted. We watched Ted 2 together, and she's in that movie. Yeah, oh, she's she in is? the first yeah. one as well. Uh, she was playing in the Oyster Shell. Yeah. And, uh, like, Did we go there? No, I don't know. But it was Where in, We went to the Oyster House. Uh, yeah, there we go. Where did we it, go? It was a place we ate. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Yeah. Back to Nora Jones. Nora Jones um, is like she was in that whole like late nineties, early two thousands, like where she was super mainstream and she was like the future of pop. Um, but I tell you what I respected about this album, which is something that not a lot of artists do now, is they like she she's big into jazz and um, she's like she's Ravi Shankar's daughter, which is some crazy shit. Um, but yeah, she uh, she's she's really into jazz, and then she went a little more pop for her first album, and then she kind of continued along that path for a while. But then in 2016, she went back and did this kind of like really reflective, kind of jazzy, kind of soul album. What was the um, title of it? Daybreak. Um, so. Daybreak, sorry. Um, so she did a cool, like, little cover of uh, Neil Young. I really don't like Neil Young. What, really? what song? What song? Don't be denied. Oh, nice. Um, I love Neil Young. And then yeah, she did. Really? I do too. Yeah. So Such then. A weird voice, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't like him. Um, there's a sometimes there's some good songwriters who I don't like love because of Bob their Dylan. Voice. Bob Dylan. But Bob Dylan. Dylan. Not I a great like guitar player. Terrible singer. Still the greatest songwriter of all time. Yeah, yeah I really. completely agree. Yeah. 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 All right. Back on um, Nora. So she did that cool cover of um, "Don't Be Denied," um, and then she did uh, she did like "Burn," which was the opening track in the album. Really like got you into it. Yeah, I listened to um, that one. And then she. Uh, she did Flipside, like, halfway through, which was kind of, like, a little cool change in pace. And then she went really jazzy. I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, yeah. Florette African, um, which she went really, like, there's there's about three or four tracks on the album where she goes super, like, jazzy. And you she does, like, solo sections on the songs. Um which is really cool because you can hear she's got some, she's like taken time and made sure she got the right musicians in for the album that she wanted to make. That's cool and shit. That's, yeah, exactly. And that's why I like the album because I, I, I think she's, she like really thought about where she wanted to put herself at. I, I, she, I mean, she's, I guess she's like 37 now. So she's getting onto like defining herself as who she wants to be as an artist when people look back on her career and she wants to make the statement of like, this is my honest album. All right. So we have kind of the godfather of modern music. <laughs> like I, I know he's so full of himself, but in all seriousness, the, this dude makes some magic. And 
All right, so Chance's album, which was my album of the summer, and we'll get to that later. So in Chance's album, this man took the first track, looked at Chance, he's like, take all the drums off. And he pulled out this uh, pad and played the drums like on a pad, and that's the drums that went into Chance's first track. And it's just absolutely magic. Well, who I'm talking about is Mr. Kanye West coming in at number 10 with The Life of Pablo. Now, this is such a huge album. I know it meant a lot to Mark. He had a, what was it, part two? Part two was your big song of the summer. I know you love that one. Um, But this came in on uh, number five on my list. And the big thing about, like, the whole Life of Pablo experience is there's a lot of samples going into it. Like, it samples Panda for one of the songs, Famous. And then uh, another one of the songs, it... uh, I, I don't even know where the sample comes from. It's another song, but they play it in the interview, the movie. And I yeah. love I love like that, and I was trying to find it, and I couldn't. And then I listened to Kanye West's album, and it came out in one of the songs. But uh, the big song for me was the very first one, Father Stretch My Hands Part 1. Yes. Now, the thing about this album is like, it's so deep. Let me just give another example, bouncing back to Chance. Chance has a verse in this. And Chance says that Chance 3, the album he released, we'll get to it later, he wants every single lyric that he says on that album tweeted. And within 24 hours of that album being released, every single lyric was tweeted. Somebody yeah. went through every single lyric and found some random person on Twitter who tweeted those lyrics. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Kanye really, really knows what he's doing. He's a genius. And I, I can't get over it because, like, even though people see him as this big, like, shows up in reality TV and this and that yeah. and fakes mental breakdown to get more exposure and mm-hmm. dating, like, the Kardashians and all that and yeah. married to him and having a child named Northwest and all that, yep. and all, like, being real, Kanye is a genius. I've listened to a lot of like Kanye interviews where he talks about his whole childhood and and what he went to study in Japan for a few years. And I think it was, I can't remember whether it was China or Japan. And he came back uh, at the age of like 13 and he was the smartest kid in school and he was way ahead of everyone else. And everyone was really surprised because this kid from the ghetto with this single mom is suddenly coming in and, and getting these crazy like intelligent observations yeah, and good grades in school and and he was kind of ahead of everyone else and I think that kind of set the tone for this whole vibe he has going about mm-hmm. himself that he is like I think he feels whenever he's in a room like I know more than everyone else in this room yeah, um, it is a and that and that can yeah and that can be painted in a positive and negative it, it's, way it's arrogance but yeah. yet at a lot of times he he is right right so exactly what I mean by like sometimes you can paint that as a positive because it's there's there, it's not good to always think you're the smartest person in the room because no, you get this bad. head but in the same time there's a kind of respect attached to the fact when you are clearly showing that you yeah. have a you have an intelligence and i i don't deny that he is intelligent but then you know at the same time there's he said he kind of does it for like he he does it for his own sake, like his own vanity, like coming out with all this stuff about how great Trump is and how honest Trump is. And he did a I, lot I of shit. Like, I feel like all that's just for the exposure. Yeah, no, exactly. We're talking about he, 2016. He, he will pull these deep things I know. that like, don't make any exactly. sense just to get the exposure. No, I know. We're talking about 2016 in terms of music, but he showed a lot about himself and what he's willing to do like for 
a certain amount for his exposure, and that's the kind of thing I don't yeah. have. Is just it's a personal thing, but I as, I don't have as much respect for that. Like, if you're gonna be smart, be true to yourself. And I feel like no, he he wasn't being honest there. He was just doing it for the exposure. When he when he during Katrina just went George Bush doesn't care about black people. I was so into that. Like I was like <laughs> fair play. Like I agree. Um, but this whole thing, it, I just felt it was really self-indulgent. The famous thing, I was kind of, the song Famous, I was kind of on board with that. Kanye really did some magic on Life of Pablo, and I, I won't call it his best album he's ever put out, but he's definitely like, uh, I, he's back in the game. He, he's back, he's on his top right now. And I, I, I agree. I, I really appreciate the stuff he's doing. So, number 10, Kanye West, Life of Pablo. Coming in at number nine was an album that made number one on Louis's list and uh, yeah. made number 12 on my list. I, I have the extended list, but anything after 10 doesn't count for the point system. Yeah. But it's Kendrick's album, Kendrick Lamar, Untitled, Unmastered. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this was the follow-up to To Pimp a Butterfly. And I, in all honesty, think they made To Pimp a Butterfly and then had all these leftover takes and put together Untitled, yeah. Unmastered. I I completely agree. Well, not just to Pippa Butterfly. I think it was the last six years. Sure. Um, you know, even before Good Kid, Mad City. Um, I think this but was I mean, like a body of work that he just like set aside. You know, when he, everyone's done it, who's a musician and a songwriter. Yeah. You but know, there, you write a song and they're like, this is kind of cool, but I'll set this aside. Like, I don't need to put it. I, I don't see where it fits in my album. A to Pimp a Butterfly was put out in 2015. And the thing about it is uh, each track on Untitled Unmastered has, it's started with Untitled, then the numbers. Like, number one is Untitled, yeah. the number. And then it has a date after it of when it was created. And all of them are 2014, other than number seven, which is 2014 to 2016. So it was a mm -hmm. collaborative project. Yeah. But uh, number three is actually made May 28th of 2013. So that could be tracing back to a That's previous That's funny because I was super into number three. That was like, there's three tracks on that album, which I'm so like, I keep them yeah. on fucking loop. They're so good. Um, Untitled number two is my favorite, followed by Untitled number seven. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, I'm, I, my, well, there's a couple of like tracks, which I really love on that album. Yeah. Um, like, there's for two, for different reasons. So number eight is my favorite. Is like, it's the one. It's untitled number eight, but I call it like it's the blue faces one. Um, if you've heard the album, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. It's got the hook, the fucking blue faces hook. Um, and I was super into that because that was like, even though the the whole idea is supposed to be like an unmastered album, I thought number eight was like a finite song. It's like it, three it was definitely super, mastered. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll say it well, it was definitely mastered. And then like number four, which is my second favorite, it's completely different. It's kind of like a two one minute forty kind of like number four as opposed to number eight is a completely different thing because it's like um you can tell they came up with the idea and it's it's stayed on even on the album that's why it's so great that he kind of gave it this like title don't worry it's unmastered like i haven't worked on it that much yeah. for for a few of the tracks so it's like um this is a raw idea and we're just going to give it to you how it is and mm -hmm. it was it's it's like a minute 40 and it's like 
it's just really honest. No, the, and that's this why whole I like album track. is incredibly raw, and it shows yeah. the new side of hip hop and rap. Where it's um, they take a track, they get the backbeat, and then they just do takes over it. Yeah. They'll keep laying takes over and over and over, and then they'll just pick out their favorite. Yeah, but even that one I was talking about, number four, is the only one which it doesn't even have like a beat behind it. It's literally they just go. I I, I don't know who the girl they have singing on it is, but she's really fucking yeah. good, and she just sings for like thirty minutes. Is uh, like she's probably on the like when they were recording it just sung for 30 minutes improv coming in at number eight this one's on mark's list so you can get talking a little bit more radiohead yeah it's right there coming at number eight a moon-shaped pool i'll i'll tell you man uh the new radiohead album it's uh it's kind of like i i like radiohead for one simple reason they kind of stick within their own genre it's true um, it's so loose that genre, like it's so no, but wide. They, they stick within their sound. Yeah, well. exactly. That's a, sound. That's a, I think and that's a good and one. I think that's that's the best thing about Radiohead is that they stick within their own sound and that uh, they kind of dig what they're doing. I feel like at least for me, uh, they have this sound that they're going for, and they really try and embellish that sound yeah. as best they can. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing that I can hope for from for sure. from a band. So yeah. this came in at number six on Mark's list and number four on Louis's list. Louis, yeah. what do you have to say about this? Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, it didn't stick with me as much as, like, for example, in Rainbows. I really like pretty much loved every track on the album. That have album, you that, that, to this that album? was like the last. Yeah, the last. Big, I'd hope so. It's number four on his list. Yeah, really. The last, the last big album was like in Rainbows, which I. I have the vinyl of that. Like it's great. Yeah. Um, this one, Moonshade Pool. It was like um, I I remember first getting introduced to Burn the Witch, and it came out, and I was like, Well, I mean, it's the first they, track. It's the yeah, one yeah. That, no, yeah, and they put it out. It's but I don't know if you remember. Fantastic. They put it out with that really weird like cartoon video thing. I've never seen that. Have you never seen the video? I haven't seen it. But I, I haven't seen the, the video. Videos, but I've heard the, video, the song. The video like made it a different experience listening to the song first off than when like. I heard it. I heard it after I saw the video, like as a lone track, and I kind of liked it better. I don't know why the video kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, but then after that, with the album, there was Daydreaming, which is my favorite track on the album. That's my favorite track too. Yeah. Yeah. I really two, fucking yeah. I really fucking love that song yeah. because I it's um, especially Tom York. I feel like he's going back to like his weird. He's such a fucking weird guy yeah. um, and I feel like he's just like embracing that in that song and I, I I think that's like the honesty of him because like he's like the driving force of, of the the band mm-hmm. in a way you know yeah. um, and his weirdness kind of like creates that atmosphere where everyone's kind of like a little on edge and looking to go somewhere else with the sound all the time because he's pushing boundaries and I think that's really important for this album especially because they're getting on a bit. They've been around 20 years and they had to do something different. Yeah, um, I get that. And I think he was like instrumental to that. So this album came in my list at number 21 on the long list. So obviously didn't count for any points as uh, Mark and Louis listed. But it, it was still a big album for me. I, I really liked Daydreaming, but it, it was nothing special. Nothing that tickled my fancy, as mm. Louis would say. I don't know. Mark, what was your favorite track on this? Uh, probably Burn the Witch, to be honest. With yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. It's a great track. It was. It's, it's a uh, good opener. 
Yeah, really. absolutely. So we've gone 12 through 8 with you all, and coming down 7 through 1, we're going to start playing a little more music because we want to really get into these albums that we're going to start dissecting. But we, we thought we'd start by mentioning the notables that didn't get picked. So number 7 on my list is Wilco. And Wilco's been a band that's been around for a long time, but they came out with this album, Wilco Schmilco. I know, great title, right? Schmilco? Wilco Schmoko. I find it hilarious. And uh, the thing about this album is I was just a big fan of it. Right when it came out, I started listening to it. I probably listened to it way too much. Why it didn't get farther up on my list is because I binge listened to it so hard. Um, Coming in at number eight on my list was Kygo's new album. Now, Kygo is a great... I, I love almost everything he makes, and it's just fantastic sounds for the, like dipping into EDM with the people that feature bringing their own styles in on every single part of it. And that album was called Cloud Nine, a fantastic one. Coming in at number nine on my list that didn't make our top 12 was uh, a Tribe Called Quest new album, which is uh, We Got It From Here, Thank You For Your Service. And it's such a fantastic album. Now, the thing about this is it was uh, a big release because Fife passed away, Fife, one of the big members in the band, Mm died and it, it was just a huge thing and they still put this out yeah and it's a fantastic album a fantastic tribute and definitely had to be up there on my list and made number nine so mark if you would you only have one album that didn't make the top 12 of ours if you could mention that all right so metallica uh hard hardwired is self-destruct we'll put it this way um I think since their new bassist, uh, Robert Trujillo, came into play, he's got some really good tracks out there. But um, ever since uh, some of the hit albums in the 90s, they've kind of taken a step backward, to be totally honest with me at least. Uh, I agree. Uh, I wasn't a a big fan of this album. It got a lot of hype, like it was on Snapchat and everything and all over the place, but it, yeah, it wasn't my uh, With this album, I think you're taking a step a step in the right direction. It, it was recovery. I agree with that. It's better than stuff that's been put out lately it's in the past. way better than stuff that's been uh, taken in the most recent years. So, Mark said his notables, but Louis, what are your notables that didn't make our master list? Um, I tell you what, it's an interesting one, because... Um, I I put David Bowie on my list at number five. Um, at number five, simply because it's like his sign-off album, Black Star. Yeah, um, I, I I listened through this album. I I played it even once with Mark in the car, and uh, it it wasn't my thing. I, I really didn't connect with it once. It made my list I because what. I was a I, I'm a big Bowie fan, and after his passing, it's like. It's the last thing that's going to come out, so um, it's huge, and it made number 22 on my list, but obviously that doesn't count. I have the same kind of relationship with it in that I don't... I'm I'm a big fan of, like, what he did as a songwriter, um, but I, do, I, I, I never sit down and listen to his songs because I, I, don't, like the, I don't like his voice. Um, and there are some people who like can listen to just the song and not mind the voice and be like don't my mom always says don't think about the voice just listen to the song i find it really difficult to do that and i think that depends on the person and like how you process things like musically um i thought as a sign-off album it's really incredible um 
Lazarus was the track that stuck out for me. That was the popular um, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was the big one because he released this really deep music video. Well, it, it's it's basically weird because like, he was like predicting his own death. Yeah. I mean, the title is no. Lazarus. He knew what was going to happen, and he goes he, in the, in the song. I, I'm sure most of you would have heard it, but um, in the song, he's basically like, "I'm dying. This is it. Have fun with what I did." So now we're down to the top seven, and we'll start playing you a little bit of music now because it's our absolute favorite part. The cool thing about this is we don't make any money off of this podcast, so we're allowed to play as much music as we want with no copyright. So back off, mofos. Um, Coming in at number seven is Childish Gambino's new album. So Awaken My Love came out 2016, and I was a really big fan of it at first. But I listened through the whole album many, many times, and I only clicked with two tracks, those two tracks being Redbone and California. And so this came in on my list as number 15, obviously didn't count for points. On Mark's list, it came in at number seven, and Louis' list, it came in as number three. So a big album for you two. Yeah. So, so Mark, what do you think about Childish's new album? Um... To be totally honest, I really loved Red Road in California. I think those two were really great tracks. Which was the only ones I connected with. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of feeling that same sort of deal, but I really dug those two tracks. I thought they were... Um, Is that the main reason they got into your list? Probably, only because I thought they were so uh, perfect for that style. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that they could have added or taken away anything uh, I mean, that would have been so great. I mean, Me and Your Mama was great, and Baby was great, too, but yeah, it wasn't anything special. That's funny. That's and then we I'm get to Zombies, around. and Zombies was just weird. That was too much so for me. So you're like Me and Your Mama. What was the other one you said? Uh, Baby. Yeah. Baby Boy. Me and, my, me and Your Mama was like, the the apart from Redbone in California, which the two highlights of the of the album, I like that one. Um I I tell you what I appreciated as a whole was like Childish has always been a funny one because funny as dude. A, no, like as an artist, as like an entity. He's like um he's struggled to define himself, which is which is understandable because he's he's kind of this multi persona kind of deal guy, actor, comedian vocalists, songwriter, whatever. So this was his first... I, th- I I think, I'm sure you guys will agree, like, this was his first appearance as, like, I'm a serious musician. Yeah, that's true. Like, he I came know, out with... That. He came out with Sober. No, for he me, came it was out the first with, time like, it really connected with yeah, me. Yeah, he came out with Sober. He came out with 3005. That was, like, dance tracks that everyone kind of got into. Like, this is hilarious. It's Donald, it's Donald Glover, like, doing music. What the fuck? But... Here he actually produced like a piece of work as an artist. What do we want to show him? Do we want to show him Redbone? Like connect the beginning yeah, of Redbone? Yeah, I'd say show him Redbone.
that was a little bit of Redbone for you off Childish Gambino's new album, Awaken My Love. Now, coming down the list, that was number seven. Number six was one of my favorite albums that is like, this hit me so hard. Album, uh, Our podcast number one, this was my album of the summer, was Chance the Rapper's coloring book now acid rap came out before uh 10 day came out and i was such a big fan of both of those but when coloring book hit it's when chance the rapper stopped rapping about like sex and stopped rapping about drugs as much and it's like more about real stuff now don't get me wrong he references drugs and sex a lot but it's in a different way like the song same drugs so deep because it's less about like we do the same like drugs, but it's connecting with a woman who was there in the past and like everything has changed. But this album hits me so deeply. Number three on my list. And uh, like it, it's so great. It has the great features. Check this one out. Coloring book. Um, all we got's the first one. And it, he connects with Sh- Chicago. As I mentioned in the past, he has the Chicago children's choir featured on coloring book. And the big thing about this is I'm a huge fan of so many. Uh, All Night, incredibly hyped track. And I played this around the apartment a lot. And I know you guys know this one. And uh, he is in a, he even has Kirk Franklin on a song. Like, you want to talk gospel? Uh, we have to have Kirk Franklin on track. And this album just connected with me incredibly deeply. Hmm. Okay, for me, someone... I'm I'm terribly ashamed to say I... I haven't given chance enough like of my time you to haven't put chance it on a my chance. Chance a chance. Yeah, I haven't given chance enough time um to put on my list. Um but I like I'm a big fan of his like um his whole demeanor as as like a rapper. He's he's um, the best rapper like, his, on the game his, right now. I will his, say it. I I really like his flow wherever you went when I was at home like people would put him on. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's a name it's that everyone knew. Album. Yeah, like so. So the thing about Chance is the only like bad thing I have to say about it is he had a lot of features on the album. The first one I'll get to um, is mixtape, and it had Young Thug and Little Yachty on it. And the thing about this is it's two huge names, and you think it'd be fantastic. I I don't like that song. That that one I just nixed from the album, but still made the album obviously. And then the other one that I don't like, which is gonna hurt some people at home. I know this. I don't like No Problem, Two Chains, Little Wayne. Not a fan mm-hmm. of that song. That's well. That's like that's, the big track that's on the, the album. Big hit that's like of the, the big album. hype. Uh, I really think that Chance that's like was one of the ones I've heard. Like, Chance was the most real when he didn't have a rapper featuring on his album because those two tracks have two rappers featuring on either one of them, and it's just so deep. Like the one I'll play for you is Summer Friends, which features Jeremiah and starts out with Francis and the Lights. And Francis and the Lights is using the Prismizer. And the Prismizer is this device. It's kind of like a harmonizer vocoder where you play a part on piano and your voice also comes out of there. And we'll get so more cool. into so that cool. later because we're going to connect with a couple of these artists. But the one I'm going to play for you right now is Summer Friends. I would mow some lawns for my ones like a launcher. Now I'm the same way. Over time, all the time, every night. It ready my blessing, I'm ready, I wait. Never let a friendship get in my way. Never let a block get in my way. Make the whole song do whatever I say. Sunday night, Sunday night, Sunday night, babe. Sunday night, Sunday night, Sunday night, babe. Some of my homegirls got lost in the paperwork. They was good friends, but I make the flirt. Cause if it ain't work, can't make it work. It's been a minute since I called on a friend. Fucked up and fucked all my 
And that was Summer Friends by Chance the Rapper. Such a great track, such a great album. It was my album of the summer and number three overall for the entire year. So number five is Mark's number one album. And uh, the thing about this is I connected with other tracks that they put on on other albums, but I did not connect with this album in particular. The reason it made the list so high is because it's Mark's number one. It's his big track. Right. That's uh, M83's new album. Yep. Tell us about it. M83's new album is uh, it's a little bit different from what they put out before. And um, it's really honestly the same kind of vibe throughout the whole album. Uh, honestly, I think their big hypest hit would be Road Blaster coming out of that mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. I got on board with this album a little bit. Like, I'm not into that style at all, but like, it kind of makes me laugh in a, in a cool way. Like, I in the right circumstances I really get into this even though it's not something I'd sit down and listen to like I really like fucking see the thing about this album is that I really like that you can kind of sit down and listen to it in its entirety it's one of those albums that you can just kind of have playing in the background and for me I agree yeah for me it's one of those albums that you can just sit down play in the background and you wouldn't feel any kind of like uh, disorientation for me, yeah. For me, it's not something I can sit down with like headphones and listen to. But like over any in the any background. any situation, like it could happen in the background. That'd be cool. And that's I that's honestly that. what I like about now. Yeah. Um, with uh, this album, they have a lot of different tracks on it that uh, are in English and French, and it's one of those albums that you can listen to and you can yeah honestly appreciate the kind of shit that they've done. With uh, as long as the uh, production goes, yeah. So what uh, what do you want to hear off M83's new album? Road Blaster, absolutely. Road Blaster from Energy's new album, Jump. Coming in at number five on our list here, Mark's number one album of 2016. Now, coming in at number four, Louis does the big sigh, is somebody who uh, has a love-hate relationship with his podcast here in the past. If you go back to our first episode, we featured him. We talked about him for an entire third of a podcast. It's Mr. Frank Ocean. And see, Louis loves a couple tracks off Blonde, which is the new album, but he also very much dislikes a lot of the tracks. Mark, who was didn't know Frank Ocean until we started like researching for the podcast, ended up really liking it later, but it didn't still make his list. And then me, I am an incredible Frank Ocean fan. I am uh, obsessed with everything he puts out, and we'll even get to him later in our album of the week. But I put him as number two, and Louis put him as his number seven. Now, Blonde came out of nowhere after all the silence, and we won't get too much into Frank Ocean. If you'd like to hear more about Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. please check out our first yeah, podcast. Yeah, we did a whole podcast on all of the tracks and stuff like that. Yep, but Blonde came out, and it hit me hard, and mm-hmm. it was such a fantastic album. Yeah, I, 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 I um, love every track, just because a lot of them are really, really weird. Okay. And, and but they all flow. So, Louis, what what's your opinion on this album? Because I feel like you're a lot more like trans opinionated, where I'm just like straightforward. Yeah. Well, I, I have I have issues with this album as a whole. Um, there's uh the 
the only reason it got onto my list is because there's a few tracks which I feel like they deserve recognition as pieces of you like, like Sigfried, right? I yeah, That's your favorite. exactly. Um, so there are a few tracks which I really feel like deserve praise, but um, honestly, we went through it in the podcast, which we did in back in October. Um, where I I gave you guys the faults of my of the album, in my opinion, everyone says the album's raw. Okay, um, it is. no tracks really. Finished. It is raw, but honestly, um, there's raw and there's lazy, and that's where it crossed the line for me. I feel I like that. he could have worked on. He had four years. I expected like a few more finished tracks. And um, like even my fi- one of my favorite tracks was self control because I love like the idea of it. But all he needed to do for me was finish the track, and he sort of went on this like wavery long thing. But Siegfried was one of my favorites. I really liked that track. Self Control, I liked as well. Uh, see, I I think Frank Ocean knew exactly what he was doing and not finishing the tracks. It was I just know. leading into the next one. I know. And the albums all connect. Uh, the every single track on the album connects with each other, leading into the next one. It's yeah, it's a flow that I like. But uh, listen more to our first podcast yeah. if you're interested in. We this. we talked about Channel Orange. I felt like that was a better definition of where he wanted to be as an it's, artist. It's more straightforward, but I, I like this. People go back track. and forth with it of people liking Blonde better than Channel Orange, feeling like it's more honest. But that's that's kind of it with the album. It's it's a matter of opinion, yeah. I think. I, I mean, I loved this when it came out. I even did a cover of Ivy on YouTube. I was a big fan yeah. of this whole track. Uh, but um, I, I don't know. Do you want to play Self Control for them? Yeah, let's play Self Control. combo about your summer last night. Oh, yeah. About your summer last night. I give you no play. Mm. Could I make it shine last night? Could I make it shine on the last night? Last night. Could we make it in? Do we have time? I be the boyfriend in your wet dreams tonight. Noses on a rail, little virgin wears the white. You cut your hair, but you used to live a blinded life. Frank Ocean coming in at number four with Blonde. All right, so coming in at number three is an album that really, really hit me deeply. And um, I I listened to this in a a non-sober state of mind. And the first track, let me just actually play this for you to start it out. This album is best listened to at night and alone. Hope you enjoy. February 16, 2016. So as you hear, uh, I listened to this album at night and alone, and it connected with me so deeply, every single track on this album. It's where you get an instruction of what he wants from you. No, the weirdest part is, is I, I, all right, so we're talking about Mike Posner right now. Right. And his new album, At Night and Alone. So I found the Seab remix of I Took a Pill in Ibiza. And it, it was a fantastic remix all over pop radio. And it really made me connect with this album. And then one night I, I was sitting there with my headphones alone in my bed. And I was like, I should listen to this whole album real quick all the way through. And then that yeah. plays. I'm like, this small folk just read my mind? Like, I, I freaked out straight up. And I listened to the whole thing front to back. 
this is such a great album. Uh, I first heard the album on the way back from Pennsylvania with Ian. Uh, I'm and, obsessed uh, with it, so I had to play in the car. There was there was a track on the album called Jade that really stuck with me. It was just one of those albums that you could really jam to. Yeah. It was one of those uh, tracks on the album that you listen to, and at least for me, that was the, that was the first track I ever bought on the album. I didn't buy the album. I bought that track. Yeah. And it was... Uh, it's one of those tracks that you could easily cover that you could have a lot of fun with. And I think that's one of the more powerful tracks on the album. I mean, at least for me, at least. Yeah. So this may Mark's list at number four. Mike Posner, who was previously in the past, just became famous because of the song Cooler Than Me that came out on pop radio. That fucking song, me and my cousin jammed out to that fucking yeah, shitty song. Yeah, that was a song back in like you think sixth grade cooler for me. Than me. And he got fucking really stupid. He got really popular because of that song. Yeah. And the thing about it is he, he got signed and his albums, uh, like he, he continued making music, but none of them got picked up after that. He got shelved, as you say, in the music industry. Yeah, yeah, none exactly, of his stuff yeah. got picked up. And he was in a dark place. He was really like a one-track guy. Like, I just remember He, he was going to be a one-hit wonder. Posner, yeah. yeah. And then the thing about it is he started accepting himself for himself. And uh-huh. he started telling the truth. And that's a big thing in music that really connects with people. And it's a big thing with Mike Posner. This okay. entire album okay. is just well, true. Well, interestingly, I'm going to combat you with that. Like, I took a pill in Ibiza. Ibiza. Um, do you feel like that's a really honest track? It, it, he literally did that. He literally took a pill. You feel I I have read all the lyrics. Do you feel like that's a really like honest I I, track, I heard the like backstory deep. from it. Damn it, who's the DJ? He was Vici? DJ. Yeah, it was Avicii. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he talks about that. So mm-hmm. he he was the, in Ibiza with Avicii. Ibiza. Yeah. Ibiza. Ibiza. It's Ibiza. Ibiza. Mm-hmm. It's Ibiza. It's Ibiza. The? Ibiza. Yeah. Spanish people pronounce it Ibiza. TH for for Z. Uh, all right, let me continue. So he literally took a pill from this guy and he right. just wrote an entire story off of it. Okay. But it, it gets much deeper. That's just the title of the song. It was just how it was introduced. So the thing about that is that's the hit that became big and this t- entire album is truthful. Mm-hmm. And it's how this happened was he is friends with country star Jake Owen. Anybody know Jake Owen here? Nope. No. Uh, all right, uh, Jaden, who's Jayden watching does. the podcast, does, and I, I know him. He's a very famous country, pop country star. And Mike Posner was in a dark place, and Jake Owen came over, and he's like, man, you have to tell the truth more. And wow. that clicked in Mike Posner's mind. And he realized that, like, why don't I just make music for myself? Why don't I just be truthful? And he made this album off of that. And then got some songs remixed. I took a pill in Ibiza, became a huge song. Mm. And even from uh, Buried in Detroit, he's from Detroit. It's so incredibly deep. To uh, he had um, Labyrinth featured on Silence. Such right. a fantastic track. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan of that. That's but, interesting because some artists like you. You're talking about Mike Posner, but some of those like mainstream 
uh, in quotation marks, yeah. don't have that like other level to step into. When, for example, someone comes up and says, you need to be more honest. They're not really into that. Like they've kind of stepped into this role of being in the music industry because they had a song that was successful. Which was but they poster, don't have but that, he opened yeah, his eyes. They don't have that other level that they care about, which is interesting to think that Mike Posner, who you wouldn't have expected to be really like in touch with his like musicianship yeah um to kind of have access to that you you kind of never know who's going to be that person who's going to step into that role Mm -hmm. but it was just truth is the real thing about this album yeah and that's the reason it connected with me so much the first time listening to it and it's the reason it connected with me so much since another clever thing that i did is he did this whole album and then had people remix a total of six remixes and he stuck those at the end of the album so it's very truthful rather acoustic there's a, like silence isn't acoustic at all but uh very different and he called his country album it's not country obviously yeah but and then the last six tracks were tracks that played previously in the album just remixed and more like pop edm that kind of thing and the seed one is the one that took off and so that was a very clever move on his part and so the big track that I like to play for everybody is I Took a Pill in Ibiza, not the famous one, the acoustic one, but the famous one cut the third verse to save time. And my favorite verse is the third verse, so I'd like to start it at the third verse and then play it out. I took a plane to my hometown. I brought my pride and my guitar. Well, my friends are all gone, but there's manicured lawns And the people still think I'm a star I walked around downtown, yeah. I met some fans on Lafayette They said, tell us how to make it, cause we're getting real impatient So I looked them in the eye and said You don't wanna be high like me Never really knowing why like me You don't never wanna step off that roller coaster and be all alone. And that is our number three album of 2016 like by Posner yep. At Night Alone. Coming in at number two of our top albums of 2016 is Francis and the Lights. Now, this is something that we didn't listen to until actually recently. Um, it was something that I connected with mid-December of 2016, but came out in 2016. And it hit my entire list at number six. And the the big thing that made me realize his music is he featured on uh, Chance's album. I'm like, who's this Francis guy? And then Chance made a playlist and put it on Apple Music. And uh, Francis's song off the new album was It's All Right to Cry was in there. And I got really interested in him from that. And then Mark got him off me also. And this made Mark's list at number two. It's one that really connected with him. So this album is called Farewell Starlight. And it had the big use of the prismizer, which once again is a harmonizer vocoder. And it, it was something that I found very interesting. I actually bought it for myself on Pro Tools just to mess around with. But Francis is so incredibly innovative. Like everything from the music he creates down to the music videos. Almost every single one of his music videos is a single camera taking, like running across different angles and everything. But the one you should definitely check out is the Friends music video because it has Kanye in it, has Bon Iver in it doing a hilarious dance. I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but please check out Friends by Francis and the Lights. 
because that one connected with me. It's the first big track off that album that like was my favorite for a while, and it was just such a great. I, I don't know. I loved it. Mark, what do you think about Francis? Um, the biggest track that stands out for me is uh, "See Her Out," mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's mainly because we play it so much. Uh, in the room, it's one of those songs that you can uh, kind of honestly the best song that you can really vibe with. You know, I get that. Um, whether you're honestly whether you're sober or drunk or high or whatever, it's one of those songs that you can connect. really connect with. And it's it's a song that uh, it isn't so hype that you get really hype with, but you can also get hype with it. <laughs> It isn't so hype that you get really hype with, but you can also get hype with it. It's it's hard to explain where you can really assimilate with the kind of song that you're dealing with. It's it's just a great tune. No, I get that. Uh, other tracks on this album that connected with me is uh, My City's Gone. That was a big one. It's yeah, a, that's it's a, a good deeper one track. Obviously, It's All Right to Cry because of that. that. That was the song that made me realize... Uh, Francis's solo stuff and then also thank you which is the last track on the album it's basically Francis saying thank you cool thing about this track though the piano part Francis's singing part and uh Bon Iver's singing part were all actually recorded on Bon Iver's iPhone he put the iPhone up on the piano and recorded it and what you hear literally was recorded on there and that's just mind-blowing for a new album yeah. from that album we're gonna play you see her out parenthesis that's just life just because it connected with me so much the big lyric the big lyric in that this whole damn world is a cage and then it kicks into the chorus and he says and that's just life Coming in at number two this week, Francis and the Lights, Farewell Starlight. So now we're down to the big number one. We need another drum roll, guys. Ah! And it is Bon Iver. That's right. So this album was huge. So Bon Iver's progression came from recording in a ca- in a cabin to more professional recording a- into what happened with this new album, 22 A Million. And just each time he evolved a little bit more. And yeah. this entire album just blows my mind. Front to back, every single part of it. My number one, it's on uh, Louis at number six. Yeah. And it's on Marks at number three. And just this this album is just crazy. Uh, use of the... Well, this wasn't the Prismizer. So what happened was uh, Bon Iver was a big fan of the Prismizer. And his uh, uh, tech, uh, Messiner, you'll have to look it up, but made his own version. It's called the Messiner. And uh, it's played in Creeks. We'll play Creeks right now for you just to get a hint of it. Down along the creek I remember something 
off Bonnie Bear's album 22 million that one was 715 Creeks and the thing about it is every single song in this Bonnie Bear's a big number guy has numbers to start out or somewhere in the track also Messiner is used on 45 check out that song because he uses it on a saxophone in that case but it's just a such a fantastic album I don't know Louie what do you think about this I put it on my list because every Pretty much every time I hang out in in a Mark's room, which will soon be like our own apartment, which is pretty cool, um, I hear bits and pieces from this album. Um, And I have never heard something which from them, which from Bonnie Vare, which I didn't like. I think the way they approached it was different from their earlier sound. I think they've evolved as as like well it was always he always kind of led it but um I think they've kind of gone in a different direction which is kind of yeah a little more they keep evolving yeah. but it, it it's like down into it it please listen to this album front to back cuz it the cool mm. thing about it is it starts very electronic and then it digs like 22 over soon and uh, 10 death breeze 10 death breaths uh-huh. like it, it narrows down and you listen to all 10 tracks into uh all right so the last track is zero 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 million but if you look at it, it's number 10 so if you look at the number 10 it actually says million million which is what bonnie Vera said about it in the big interview he gave but the thing about it is it narrows down into more acoustic in every single track and this whole album front to back you can listen to it easily and it's just absolutely mind-blowing mark what do you think about it um honestly the the biggest song that came out of me uh for that album was creeks and uh i think the most powerful part about that song was the uh the only use of the prismizer mm-hmm. Mas- um, the Messiner. and uh the fact that yeah. he can just create i completely agree it's just the fact that he can create this song that only just out of his voice and, and his voice exactly I think that's one of the mo- more more powerful songs. When that people came talk off this about album. raw, that's raw. That's fucking raw. That that raw that but track. complete, which which you don't get a lot. Yeah, I, I I the great thing about that harmonizer is it's a really good way to make something that's really heartfelt and like it's coming from what you're feeling inside at that moment, and you can kind of complete it with this one plugin. You can just add like every part that you need to, and it comes. It. I've used the harmonizer because you brilliantly installed it. it. I like, had to. I had yeah. to buy it. It. It kind of like everything that you're looking for when you sing something a cappella and it's raw and it's what you're feeling. The harmonizer like just 
finishes it off for you. Yeah, like that's it, for sure. It really encompasses your emotion because it's it just doubles up what you want. Right. Totally understand that. So this album, front to back, incredible. Yeah. Please just listen through it. And uh, the big track that hit me, um, Signer is used in the chorus where you hear it. Also, let me mention, please check them out live. Uh, this new album, Live. Yeah. It's just absolutely yeah, that. insane. Yeah. It's really good. The, there's Super even good. this one video. If you search uh, 715 Creeks Live on YouTube, it will come up. Uh, him in France. And he, uh, it was one of his first times using the harmonizer. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't figure it out. He was in the wrong key or something. And uh, he was trying to reset it. And then uh, after like three minutes of him just playing around with it, which is still brilliant. So you can listen to that three minutes on a loop and he's just messing around with it. And then he finally figures it out and he plays the whole track through. And then the other one is the Pioneer Works where he does a full concert. He throws yeah. in like bass that's, and some that's other really one. That's really good. That's worth listening to just like all the way through. Yeah. Like even if you're doing something else, just like stick that on the background. There's some really, really great it's, moments. It's absolutely incredible. But the album is his masterpiece. Yeah. And it made a lot with the CP1 and just in- incredible. But the big track for me was a song called 29 Stratford Apartments and it's just such an incredibly deep track that's my other favourite track on the album yeah Yeah. so let's just play that one through right now hallucinating Claire another snowshoe out of the autos through the out the door Some night, some night. 
So as you heard inside that track, it, it's there's so much going on, including the Messiah. But yeah. the thing about it is like deep down, even into the last chorus where he says butterflies, what Bon Iver did, let me just like dip you inside of his genius for a second. He took this entire track and put it out onto tape. So original tape. And uh, so put the whole thing out, took a Sharpie and drew lines inside that little chorus section. He figured out where it was with the tape machine and literally drew lines with the Sharpie to break out the like where he says butterflies. It, it literally clips out for a second. He did that with a, a Sharpie, permanent marker. And it's like, that is the genius inside of his head that you would never imagine vision, doing vision, in music. Yeah. You're thinking of somebody clicking something on a computer. No, he's literally printing it out onto tape and drawing lines with a Sharpie. Yeah, I think he really... That's something that's come up a few times with the albums that we've talked about where an artist really has a vision for themselves of what they're hoping to achieve from their work. Yeah. Um... And I think that's when it comes out as its most like as its purest form mm-hmm. is when it's really directly coming straight from the brain, coming straight down into their into their like performance and their basically what you choose is like this is what I want to represent me. Yeah. Um and the more like honest that is and the more direct that is, straight from your head down to what you release out on that track and that album is going to be more accurate to how you're feeling as an artist. Coming in at number one for two Americans in a soggy tea bag, Bon Iver, 20 to a million. God, we love music and we hope you listeners out there love music as much as we do. We just connect. It's the facilitator of life. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So from American One... Thank you for listening so much. Goodbye from American 2. Goodbye. From a soggy tea bag. Bye.